You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Welcome back to Thrive. Today's episode is for all the single ladies or men listening in, and it's all about thriving in singleness. We are shaking things up today because today's guest is actually with me in person at my kitchen table and we're in our sweatpants. I'm here with my husband, Jamie, and we're going to be egging some cues and just having our own little conversation on what it means to be thriving in singleness. Uh, what we wished we had known when we were each single, or just ways to really make the most of this time, whether you want to be single or not. So welcome to Thrive, Jay. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm very happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I just think it it took too long to get me onto this show. (laughs) I think you've been going for about four months now, so I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. (laughs) All right, so we're going to do a little Q&A style, different than past interviews. So I'll ask a question, and then I guess we can each answer and just talk all about thriving and singleness. So uh, how long were you single before meeting your spouse? So me. I'm glad you clarified. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I thought a little about this question, and uh, I'm going to define it um, in terms of being single. Uh, do you mean like not being in a committed relationship or like going on dates? Does that count? Whatever you want it to be. So, um, you know, I go on, I went on dates here and there before I met you. Um, you know, always open to possibilities um, with other people uh, to get to know people. But in terms of being in a committed relationship before I met you, um, it had to have been several years. Since being in one? Since being in an actual commit relationship, boyfriend-girlfriend. And how old were you when you met me? I was 25. And what was your longest relationship before me? I know um, all of these answers well, too, by the way. But. So I had a relationship uh, when I was in high school from, I'd say, 16 and then on and off till probably 2021. 20, and then, yeah, and then really nothing until I met you at 25. So I, I was what counted. You, you were what counted <laughs> eight days a week. And I was single for most of my time before I met you because I was 18 when we met. So um, let's see. I had a relationship in high school. That was what I would consider to be more serious, but it was still only like a couple of months. So it wasn't anything too crazy or substantial. So, uh, yeah, that was our singleness. I'm I'm what counts, though. You are what counts, of course. So, I was single my entire life until I met you then. Basically. (laughs) So, what was your perspective on singlehood or singleness, whatever you want to call it, while in the throes of it? It's a great question. Um, So, I think earlier in my life, uh, I feel like a lot of people get into relationships out of convenience. You're in high school and it may be more status oriented. Uh, you're, in, you're in a relationship. You need someone to date for prom. Uh, 
uh, <laughs> for other life events. Um, but for me, I think what happened was as I became single after my committed relationship, I learned more about myself after that. Uh, and I think it started to cause me to become better uh, in relationships because I started reflecting on, you know, the mistakes I made in my relationship and then other relationships, you know, going on dates and et cetera to ultimately get me to you. I think if I would have met you, um, earlier, um, it wouldn't have worked because I wouldn't have been mature enough. So I think through all my experiences, uh, I think just God just put me in that perfect moment at 25 to, to meet you. Um, and also because it was legal too. <laughs> uh, so for, for those who don't know, Erica was 18 yep. uh, when I met her. So uh, I put a caveat on that. If I met her earlier statement, obviously it goes without saying that. Yeah. Um, uh, the timing was perfect. I was just so mature for my age, right? <laughs> you were. And I remember, not, and, and, and listen, I remember when we were starting uh, to secretly date, one of the things I want to make sure of was that you had some time for yourself to mature and enjoy school. Um, but you, like you always are, were very persistent and <laughs> said you knew what you wanted. And even when I, I was like, you know, go party and go do these things. And you just said, no, I know what I want. Mm -hmm. um, and I want you. And it just kept evolving. And yeah. We took it day by day. And now we're here with almost four years of marriage and a 16 month old. And now you have a podcast and living the life. It's amazing. Yeah. What about you? What's your perspective on singlehood while in the throes of it? <laughs> um, well, I didn't date that much in high school and I obviously met you in college, uh, but I did not, or I intentionally did not really want a boyfriend in high school because I was really focused on getting into my dream college and doing all of the things I wanted to do. So I figured if he wasn't my husband, it felt like a waste of time. <laughs> um, and I really just wanted my time being single to be a time of making myself the absolute best that I could and really growing into my own person so that I could be somewhat ready before meeting my person. So I think I was just always kind of clear-headed where if I went on a couple of dates with someone and didn't see long-term potential, I was like, well, I could have fun with my girlfriends. I could have fun with a group of friends. I didn't need to commit myself to something that wasn't, I don't know, a longer commitment. So I didn't necessarily view being single as a bad thing or as a curse or anything like that, I think. Did you, do you think there were advantages to being single? Absolutely. Like what? Well, I mean... You have freedom, which I think can come with maybe a negative connotation sometimes, but it's true. I mean, if you take it as an opportunity to figure out what your values are and figure out what's most important to you as a person and who you are as a person without having your identity at all placed or your value at all placed in somebody else or in how somebody else sees you, I think that's really, really important in building your confidence as an individual so that you are your absolute best self when the time is right to meet your, to meet your person. It's kind of like goes to what you said about how if you had met me before you were 25, you don't think we would have been together. It's like you needed that time to mature and to figure out who you were. And, and that's, and, and that's yeah. where I think, you know, for, for listeners out there, it's, um, it's unique in your case, Erica, 
because you were 18 and I had this perception that, you know, you weren't mature, you weren't ready. And I was kind of projecting how I was at 18 onto you. Mm. Um, so for me being 25, I felt way more in control of, of who I am and at, at a place where I felt confident and more mature to be in a relationship. Um, how about on your end? Like, how did you know you were ready at 18 and, and you know, nine times out of 10, maybe that 18 year old is not ready. And maybe nine times out of 10, that, that 25 year old is ready or is not ready. So, I mean, well, my mom could agree with me here. I wasn't necessarily ready or looking for anything because I mean, this kind of goes into how we met, but, but the, literally the day before I met you, I was on my way to college and I said to my parents, well, I'm going to be single for the next four years because for anyone who doesn't know, Jamie and I met at UPenn and UPenn has a bit of a party school reputation, albeit even though it's Ivy League. So I very much was going into college thinking, all right, I'm at my dream school. I really need to be on my best behavior and study and work hard and all that jazz. And I was absolutely not thinking that I was going to get into a relationship right away. I figured that would be a distraction. And Penn also has a hookup culture or a hookup culture reputation. So I didn't want to... I don't know. I think I was afraid of getting sucked up into that. And I was not thinking, all right, I'm 18. I'm ready to find my husband. Like that wasn't even at all a thought that crossed in my head. It was much more, um, I think I had reached a place where I was actually 100% okay, genuinely with being single and with the prospect mm. of being single mm. for however long I needed to be to make what I wanted to make happen, happen. So I wasn't in a place where I was like, oh, what? I hope I find a match. I hope that somebody likes me. Like it was very much like, nope, I'm going to be single. And if the right person or if the right timing happens, awesome. But I had no expectations to meet anyone, let alone meet you. That's interesting. So what I'm trying to think of um, the next question here too is, did you make any mistakes or regret anything from your time being single? I think I might answer more to this just based on my longevity. Mm -hmm. um, so let me go first. Okay. Um, so I actually think I made more regrets being on dates and in relationships than being single. I think I learned, well, I think I learned more from my experiences being in relationships. Um, but it has this unique balance of if, if you were always married or always single, you wouldn't know what the other side was like. So for me, being in relationships really taught me, it's almost like process of elimination. It taught me what I didn't want in a relationship, which is I also think is just as valuable as learning what you do want in a relationship. Sometimes you have to go through um, the dating process uh, in order to really know what you want long term. Um, so for me, I didn't have really any regrets being single as much as regrets being in relationships where, um, like I said, I felt more mature at age 25 than previously. So, um, you know, there are situations with certain females that, you know, I could have reacted in a better way or said the right thing and such. But I also think I learned from those experiences to um, when I met a classy lady like yourself. Um, <laughs> You know, I didn't want to let you slip away. So I think by the time I met you, Air, was 
I understood the gravity of a situation and that, you know, when you have someone who has a great personality and great values and, and their, their whole life ahead of them and they want to share a piece of that with you. Cause you know, we don't know if you're going to get married when you first meet someone. So yeah. it's kind of like the logic of how we treat everybody. You just, I just, I think that was one of the, the biggest moments when I met you and started dating you was learning how to really take advantage of the moment and not, not let it go. So mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't have gotten to that level of understanding if I didn't go through past relationships and the combination of learning from being single um, simultaneously. Mm-hmm. What about you? Any, any mistakes or regrets about your time being single? Well, it's like, I feel like, I feel like Usher now. I'm like, these are my confessions. Um, I admittedly wanted to be wanted. So I liked the feeling of someone wanting to be with me, but essentially knowing that they couldn't have me. So, which is really awful looking back because I enjoyed being the object of somebody's chase, but being unattainable because people kind of knew I was ridiculously focused on school and not not really dating. Hmm. So I regret that just because – I regret it in a way just because I, it probably hurt some people's feelings, you know? Like I knew there were some people who maybe would have wanted to go out on a date or something who I didn't necessarily give the time of day. So, <laughs> you know, it's – you don't necessarily regret stuff that brought you to the person you're meant to be with, but – it was probably more of like a selfish mindset on my part to want that. So wouldn't hmm. necessarily do that again if I, if I had to go back. <laughs> All right. Well, so why do you think then being single gets a bad rap? I love that. You just subtly took over the asking the questions here and you're the guest. I'll let you slide. Cause you know, you're, oh. my, you're my boo, but <laughs> <laughs> is, is that your role in the show? <laughs> That is sort of sort of my role here. Listen, you can't see it, but the mic keeps getting closer to me. Um, <laughs> maybe on purpose. So. <laughs> so, Jamie, why do you think being single gets a bad rep? Well, I asked you that question, so you, can, you want me to answer it? Okay. I have a pretty good answer to this question, I think. Listen, happy wife, happy life, so um, I will start. Okay. So, this is – I love this question. Um, because I don't think being single should get a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's evolving uh, because I do see that there are millennials and other generations out there that are becoming increasingly okay with being single, which is, you know, a choice. Um, do you think as though that they are okay with being single or that they just don't want the commitment of a relationship? Because I feel like people are maybe waiting. Both. Both. Interesting. I mean, both because, and as I reflect on my experiences, there were times I just want to be single because I want to focus on myself. So I think there Mm -hmm. are a lot of people out there that maybe don't want to be in a relationship Hmm. because they want to focus on becoming a better version of themselves. And that takes time. Um, I think on the other side, if people, even if they're in that scenario, which I was, um, you know, at age 25, before I met you, I mean, I was in graduate school. I was focused on my career and not, I wasn't there to meet somebody to get married. So I was yeah. focused on myself and making the better version. 
but my experience has also led me to be open to meeting someone because you just never know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never want to be closed off to opportunity um, in any part, even it's a relationship or just you know other parts of your life in general. Um, so in terms of, I don't, why it probably gets a bad rap is societally, we look at being single as a status thing. Like you're, you're not in a, you're not in a relationship and maybe you should be, but I just don't, I don't think that's a fair statement though, either. It's you have people that are in progress of bettering themselves versus, um, maybe not finding the right person. So if I didn't meet you air at 25, maybe I would still be single right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so at the same time, like it, it, the only thing that'd be different would be, well, my entire life because you're my entire life, but it's, uh, I'm kind of going in circles here, <laughs> but it's one of those things. Like I was always open to the opportunity, but I was focusing on myself. So I guess my main thing I want to say is don't close yourself off to the opportunities. You never know when you'll meet your Erica. And somehow we're circling back to why do you think being single gets a bad rap? <laughs> so um, just as a side note here is Erica is like the best at calling me out for BS. So like, <laughs> Someone's e- got to do it. Even though I know what that question says, I don't have a great answer. So I just kind of talked in different, in different ways <laughs> to maybe provide some type of help out there. Uh, from my from my experience so no i mean i think what you said was right and i agree with it i think people place their identity in their relationship status instead of in basically like they place their identity in who society tells them they are as a partner or as a wife or as a girlfriend basically instead of who god says they are as a person and as a child of god and as an individual um and i saw this really good quote the other day that I wanted to call out here that said, if you can lose it, then it's not a very good source of your ultimate identity. And I think that's so true. And it's interesting because from a very young age, we see and hear even kids say that they want to grow up to be a mom or grow up to be a wife. We think relationally. So we don't often hear people say that they want to grow up and be alone or be single. So I think sometimes it's literally just ingrained in us that being single and not being married is ultimately bad. Like you're not chosen or like no one wants you, which is, I mean, it's just not true. But I think that that definitely contributes to it having like the, the lesser reputation. Hmm. When you think about like what, what would have happened if you didn't meet me at 18? Like I would have met you at 19. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So what, what's next? What's your next question for me? My next question for you is, how do you think people can and should truly thrive in singleness? Hmm. I think people, well, I, I kind of I, I touched upon this, is, and I'm, I mean, we're all guilty of this, is we focus on tomorrow and rarely are focused in the present all the time, mm-hmm. um, which is hard because, you know, the, every day hits and then you get caught up in your day and whatever you're doing. But um, it's, you may be single now, you may be in a relationship tomorrow. You really don't know. You may, you may find the person that you are meant to be with for the rest of your life tonight, in an hour, or in 10 years. Um, so I think the mindset 
is the biggest piece of what I would provide in terms of if you're single, what can you do to better yourself and your relate in your, your, your own self and focus on that? Because I think one of the things that makes people more attractive and I'm a speaker from a guy's perspective is when you have confidence and you are working on goals and you know where you're going, that is going to illuminate to, mm. to people out there that are, are going to naturally attract to you. So I almost think it's kind of hand in hand where if you, if you take care of yourself, it's almost like if you go to the gym and I'm guilty of never going there. Um, but if you go to the gym and you work out, you are going to feel better about yourself. You are going to look better. Um, and then when you look better, you feel better, et cetera. And then people are going to notice that your attitude is happier. And I, I just think you have better, better odds of, of thriving in that singleness. Now at the same time is, you know, maybe that's not your goal. Maybe you don't want to focus on a relationship, which is fine. Focus on you. And if it happens, it happens. Mm. And if it happens, then focus on that person and go through your natural progression to see if, if that person's the right fit for you mm-hmm. and just taking it one day at a time. So I think, if you, you know, if you're single, start with you, be the best version of you, because even if you meet that person in five or 10 years, you're still a better version of yourself then than you were by the time you listen to this podcast. So yeah. it's only going to enhance your conversations with that person anyway, because of all your experiences that you went through. I agree. I think you can still thrive in singleness while wanting to not be single. So I don't think it's a matter of convincing yourself you're okay with something that in your heart you're not. I mean, I think we have to be honest with ourselves, but I think it's almost the exact same thing as thriving in marriage. And that's that to what you just said too, you shouldn't be living your life in accordance with your relationship status. So do some things change if you're single versus married? Of course, you obviously might have more freedom or time to do things. You can live out more selfish aspirations, if you will, since you're not taking anyone else's desires or aspirations into account. But ideally, I think you should be wanting to become your best self, like what you said, and living your best life, regardless of your relationship status, because being in a healthy, long-term committed relationship, married or not, also means that you're with someone who wants you to be your best self and encourages your growth and isn't going to say, no, you can't learn to speak Portuguese or no, I don't think I want you to start an Etsy business if your dream is to speak Portuguese or start an Etsy business. So yeah, I mean, I just, I agree with everything that you just said and then some. See, that's, that's why we work. We work well together. <laughs> all right. So what do you wish all single people who ideally don't want to stay single could know? And all I'm going to say is Erica pulled that microphone closer to her so I couldn't ask that question. So <laughs> I gratefully handed the show back to the host with the most. Okay, so what's the question again? <laughs> what do you wish all single people who in this situation don't want to stay single? Because of course, some people might want to be single and that's totally fine. More power to you. What do you wish people who don't want to stay single but who are single could know? So I think um, when you go from not wanting to be single and wanting to be in a committed relationship, and let's say you want to do it long-term for the rest of your life. If you really think about decision-making, you have only a handful of items in your life that are forever or at least very Mm long-term. So you have marriage. What else do you have? 
forever home. A, a, your forever home. Um, or things that cost a lot of money, right? Your, your <laughs> career. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you got three big ones right there. So you know out there how much research you do on, you know, buying that new video game or buying that like beauty product line or, or buying that car. <laughs> that beauty product line. And, 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 you know, one of the things I always think about is if you spend more time, and I'll, I'll pick on the ladies, if you spend more time researching what beauty product line you should have, more so than putting the effort into understanding the person you want to be with, that's probably going to be a recipe for disaster because mm. you know, like you're, you already have the capability of deducing who you want to spend time with and you never know if it'll get to that next level. So I think to just, you know, bluntly answer the question is, is take your time. I don't want to say, well, do your research almost, but I want to reduce that to, you know, put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to fail. So you know, as Erica put it, she didn't want to date unless she would have the forever guy. You're never going to know that until you're dead. Well, if I that, mean, if, to if clarify, that person's your forever person. You're totally right. And to clarify, it wasn't that I was looking and was expecting to have this instant, yep, that's my husband. Totally not. And I did date people here and there. It was more so just if you could see yourself being in a relationship with someone. Like well, sometimes you meet people and you're like, mm, nice person, but not for me. So it's like, you never, of course, know, I don't think right no, away. No, but, but, I, but I'm, I'm, but I'm fascinated by this. It, it's, yeah. you know, you see people choose a four-year college and sometimes people choose a four-year college. They don't know why they chose the college. Yeah. If you're making choices like that, you're statistically at a disadvantage to doing well in those situations. Mm -hmm. So it's, I see people every day put themselves out there to work at a job, then you can't be afraid to put yourself out there to go on a date. Yeah. So, you know, like it's the same logic as you go on a date, you start with one, you know, you go on a job, you work one day, you know, after one day, if you like the job enough to come to day two, you, after the first date, you know enough to go on a second date. Mm -hmm. The more you do that, the more you're going to know either what you don't like or what you do like. But I'll, I, I will tell you this though nothing's ever going to be perfect. Totally. And the person you go on that first date with, you hope is going to evolve into a better version themselves. So it goes back to my previous point is focus on yourself too. So be patient, do your due diligence, put yourself out there, but also work on yourself too, because you also don't want to be in a relationship where you, you kind of give up once you get in a relationship, you should always be growing. Yeah, I agree. Okay. What about you? Okay. Well, what I would tell people who are single. Basically, ultimately, um, you're not alone. Isn't, you're that, not, isn't, that a, isn't that a song? You are not alone. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, like, I think that that's one of the things that when you are single, that's oftentimes what feels the worst and what feels the suckiest in a low moment or maybe in an insecure moment is this feeling of being alone. So you're not alone. You're not unwanted. You're not unlovable. I think that's a big one too. Um, you are enough just as you are. And I think it's big to know that it's not about finding your other half, so to speak. It's about being the whole damn thing yourself and about finding another whole person to compliment you instead of complete you. And you know, and you ever hear that, that Michael Jordan quote, 
where he says, and I'll paraphrase, but I think I have it, is you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, mm-hmm. which is, think about that. Yeah. So, I mean, just like in anything in life, if you want something to be different, like you said, put yourself in a better position to make it happen. Like figure out what needs to change, constantly be willing to look at your life and grow and adapt. Don't be afraid of failure or in this case, maybe rejection and be faithful that waiting for the right person will be a thousand percent more worthwhile in the long run than rushing for the wrong person. Oh, and also stop wasting the wait. I think Chelsea said that in her guest episode and it was so, so good and stuck with me ever since. But basically, ultimately, whether it's good news or bad news, no one is guaranteed to get married. And heck, many people get married and don't make it and end up divorced for whatever reason. So singleness is not a waiting room. It's a state of being and it's a piece of who you are just like your personality type or your Enneagram and it can change in time, but it might not just like those things too. So your life really just, it doesn't begin when you get married. Your life began when you were born. You're living your life right now. So make it count. So yeah, so it's, I guess summarize then, there's no perfect science. There's no perfect science to meeting someone. No. It's just, I always say about, um, What's that, that quote about um, luck equals opportunity and preparation? Like if, you, if you're prepared and you're ready for the opportunity, there's, a, th- there's a lot of people lucky and you <laughs> might get lucky too. Um, isn't this PG-13? Oh my no. gosh. <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm going to ask you a question that I asked. Don't, don't do it. All guests. Ask me that. Okay. I'm gonna ask you that. That I ask all guests who come on the Thrive Podcast. I thought I was a co-host. I didn't think I was a guest (laughs) at this point. Oh man, nope. So. Do I get to ask you the same question back? No. Oh, you're gonna save that for the season finale, or it's my show. Okay. (laughs) So, babe, what does Thrive mean to you, and how do you strive to thrive in your own everyday life? You know, I've listened to every episode. Thanks. And I still don't know how to answer this question for myself <laughs> um, because I feel like I have to answer it in the context of what this show's topic is about. No, and I'm not single. Thriving in your life. What does the word thrive mean to you? I well, okay. So thriving to me is about never settling for the version that you that you went to sleep knowing, but, but waking up and being the version that you dreamt about your entire life. Holy crap, that just so, got deep. And I literally did not write that down. <laughs> that I never good. write down my stuff, but it's never giving up on the, the best version of yourself. You know, you never know when your, your last day is on this earth, but you certainly know that you're here right now and you can keep being a better you. And at the end of the day, let God, you know, he has a plan, let, let him take care of the rest. So um, never be a finished product. It, it doesn't mean you can't relax, you can't enjoy your night, you can't, you know, splurge here and there, but it's just one of those things is have a growth mindset, I think is, that's what Thrive means to me, is having a growth mindset. Uh, I think when you have that growth mindset, it, it evolves and it illuminates, as, I, as I, I love that word, it illuminates to other people, they, they notice that. It's the charisma that you bring a part of that, that part of your life. So, and how do I strive to thrive my own everyday life? 
it doesn't mean I'm great at this either. Um, but it's, you know, I keep working on getting better every day. Some couple of days, you know, I, I don't do well and other days I do really well, but I'm always grinding to be a better version of me. At some point I'll be that version. And then like, uh, is it a cat- caterpillar? I'll, yeah. I'll escape yeah. my cocoon and be a butterfly. <laughs> and then, and then, you know what, I'll evolve into, you know, Charizard from Pokemon. Or I don't know. Like, you know, I'll be something else. <laughs> What is, thanks for coming on the podcast no oh, i can't ask you that question too was, no. we'll save it okay she's the host Next time. she's the host <laughs> well thank 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 you for having me <laughs> love you bye oh wait i'll do my mocky mock thank you for having me <laughs> i'll see you later say hello to your mother for me how about this i'm recording how about this how about i do the intro no because it'll change it up it's like welcome back to thrive oh dear god today's episode is for all the single ladies or men listening in and it's all about thriving in singleness okay how about i do it okay (laughs) oh god this is gonna be a disaster (laughs) okay (laughs) don't make me laugh (laughs) okay (laughs) stop Are you ready? Control yourself. (laughs) You're a podcast guest. Get it together. I'm a podcast mess. Oh, God. Yep. Okay. You ready? Welcome back to... I thought you were going to sniff again. Okay, stop. I thought you were going to sniff again. I thought you were waiting in time. You went... (laughs) Okay. Ready? <laughs> oh my god, stop. I gotta get him out. I, can't I gotta get him out of me. <laughs> I think I think about that movie, Melissa McCartney. Where is Sandy? Oh I see. <laughs> okay. She Ready? punches you in the throat. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, stop. Ready? Stop, stop. Do you need to take a walk? No, you're the one that's laughing. No, okay. <laughs> it's you. It's you. You're making no, me laugh. Let's take a jumping jack break. Let's take a jumping jack. Go ahead. No, no I think a jumping jack. Actually, good. Oh my god. He's doing jumping jacks. Okay. Man, it would be terrible if we were live. <laughs> no, we're not. Okay. Okay, I'm good. Wait, before you go, if you like what you just listened to, drop us five stars on iTunes. Make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. And if you're on Instagram, snap a screenshot and share to your story with what episode you're tuning into and tag me at Erica Legenza with what part resonated with you the most. That way I can see what's helping you and your friends can pick up a helpful tidbit too. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.